0: Hey everybody welcome to the american shoreline podcast i'm co-host of the show tyler buckingham
1: and i am the special guest co-host erica sears
0: well ladies and gentlemen erica sears and i have gone to door county wisconsin on a special maritime media tour of door county to learn about the maritime past present and future of this really cool place on the great lakes and uh, we have a special two-part interview set for you today In part one, we will be interviewing John Jarsh, he is the Chief Communications Officer with Destination Door County, and uh, we're going to be talking about why we did this trip, why Destination Door County is interested in promoting its maritime history, which I think has some really cool blue economy implications here, Erica, and I think it's going to be a really great show.
1: So do I, but before we dive in, let's get a quick word from our sponsors.
2: The American Shoreline Podcast Network and Coastal News Today are brought to you by Geodynamics, an NV5 company specializing in providing accurate surveys of complex coastal environments worldwide. Driven by marine geology, coastal science, and remote sensing, our researchers use the latest technology to provide meticulous data products to support our clients and answer their toughest Questions Geodynamics carefully designs and executes a variety of hydrographic, geophysical, sub bottom, and near shore surveys using our fleet of customized vessels and sensor configuration. You can find us at NV5Geospatial.com. Geodynamics delivering solutions, improving lives. Be sure to subscribe to the Coastal News Today Daily Blast newsletter for our latest updates from around the American shoreline like what you're hearing and want to support the network? Sponsorship packages are now available. Go to coastalnewstoday.com slash advertising to learn more.
1: Hey, John, welcome to the show. We're so excited to have you here. Before we jump into all of our question asking, let's start with a little bit about you.
3: First of all, great to have you both here in Door County and pleasure to meet you both. It's been fun. It's It's really good to be here. Um, always fun to welcome new faces to our peninsula. Uh, I have been in Door County for many, many years. Been with Destination Door County for about 25, and uh, it's a great, great place to be. Very quaint peninsula, and um, love raising my family here. John,
0: uh, we are here for a maritime-themed media tour, uh, and which I I really love. And you know, I I do the American Tourline Podcast Network. I focus on uh, maritime and coastal and ocean issues from around the American shoreline, and somehow I had overlooked, wrongly, uh, <laughs> the mighty contributions of Door County. Yes. Can you tell us a little bit of, about why uh, you decided and your team decided to focus on on the maritime tradition here?
3: Yeah, absolutely. So we are surrounded by water. We're surrounded by Lake Michigan, a peninsula that sticks out uh, about 300 miles of shoreline here in the Midwest. Uh, And big water, uh, meaning when you look out at the water, most of the time you do not see land on the other side. So um, a lot of Midwesterners that are here, um, bless their heart, they do refer to it as the ocean once in a while. (laughs) And and that's great. Uh, It is big, very, very big water. And uh, so we thought, and, and our history here in Dora County, I mean, people came here by the water. So much of our history, in particular, the tourism sector, um, people first started coming to Door County by water. They came up on steamships from Chicago or Milwaukee. Um, So that's how we got started in the tourism space. And life revolves around the water here in Door County, Wisconsin. And so um, this was such a natural... Way for us to help show off some of the the things that we've got here, and believe it or not, it is not something that we have actually uh, a topic that we've covered to the extent that we have on this particular trip, um, with the shipyard tour that we're gonna that we'll see, uh, the commercial fishing that has been done, uh, and some of the other things that we've done on this particular tour. So I thought it was a great opportunity. I just want to jump in and say, John, that
0: you wear a few hats. Uh, you we we glossed over your background section. I w- we'll circle back to it because. You have lived here a long time, and uh, you are b- deep in the community. You you seem to know everything about every mm-hmm. building, every little nook and cranny here on this peninsula. Um, but interestingly, uh, this is the first maritime-themed media tour uh, that Destination Door County has mm-hmm. done. Um, but of course, to the locals, uh, this is intuitively a... Uh, maritime space, but maybe not for visitors. How did you... Walk walk us through uh, how you decided and, and your team decided to sure. really kind of bring shine the spotlight on this side of the community.
3: Yeah, so some of the things that, that are part of this tour are stuff that people do all the time. The Door County Maritime Museum, for example, they have three locations Uh, This tour will go to all three of them. Uh, They're an integral part of our experience and they do an amazing job at telling the stories of our history from a maritime perspective, right? So, some of those are, are not new and a lot of people get to do that. But some of the things that we brought in, so commercial fishing, for example, was one. We had never done that before. Part of the reason that we haven't is it's it's not easy for a visitor to really get a, a full experience on the commercial fishing side, because there's not daily tours with a commercial fishing vessel that you can go out and do. There are, however, opportunities by going to, let's say the Bailey's Harbor Fish Market, um, or fishing company, you can see some of these things, and you can talk to some of these fishermen, um, and so we think it's a great opportunity for us to highlight some of those things in a way that we haven't before, and also focus on the sustainability aspect of what they bring to the table in terms of the fishing industry. They are in a sustainable industry, and it's local. You can't get any more local than catching a fish off the shores of where where you're at, and then eating it when you're in a restaurant on shore, right here in Door County. So we love that aspect of it, and we think that that's something that we want to focus a little bit more on moving forward.
1: I love it. We did an episode, I did an episode on big tourism. I don't know, maybe a year ago, two. Time has just been very weird during the pandemic and it was on pesca tourism in Alaska. So these commercial fishermen taking out visitors to be part, because visitors want to know what the experience is like. You know, Mm -hmm. when you go to a port area, you're like, oh, wow, these are the working people. Like, this is very cool. So We're curious. Yeah, we're curious. You know, and I think people, especially that live in urban areas, don't get to experience it that often and so we got to go out today on the commercial trip and it felt like they did that every day you know like they were so Mm -hmm. professional and friendly and um had everything set up so everyone felt safe and explaining us like it was a really great experience. Yeah.
3: And the fish that they catch, our commercial fish from Pier catches, the white fish. And it's on like every menu in the county. I mean, it's all over the place. And our fish boil, which is a famous dinner meal that we have that you all tried. Uh, so there's a lot of white fish that's served up here, and they're all caught locally. Um, and so now there's a lot of opportunity to get out on the water here. Charter fishing, uh, boat tours, all those sorts of things, but just not, you don't get to grasp that commercial fishing angle and how amazing that it is and the job and the work that they do up here. So uh, we just think that's a really neat thing that we want to showcase a little bit more to, to show them off.
1: Something that really struck me was that we went out with the uh, Bailey's Harbor fish, fish company. company yeah. Yes. Trying to make sure I say that right. Yes. And so they are now a four generation mm-hmm. operation. Um, and what I've noticed when we've been taking a tour today, I saw a bench that said fourth generation um, people. I'm second generation. And I feel like in small towns, because I live in one that if you go to a town hall, if I went to a town hall, I would say, Oh, my name is Erica Sears. I'm fourth generation from this town. Like it's part of your identity. Mm-hmm. Do you feel like that is really important here? Like generation like how you're brought up and you're tied to this area Yeah, I
3: think it is especially in in such a tight industry like the commercial fishing space where there aren't many families left that are doing that. And I think it's great and they should take pride in that. And, and that's something too, that I think we like to point out. And you do see that up here in some of our local businesses that have been in families for generations. They're very proud of that fact. Um, and they get connect, amazing connections with our visitors. They come back year after year after year and they really turn into family. You hear that and it sounds very cliche, but it is so true. And if you go in and talk to an owner of a business that's been around for, for generations, you totally get that. And it's just the coolest thing.
1: Yeah, it feels very family oriented. We mm-hmm. went to Door County Coffee Tea and Coffee and Tea coffee Company. And, tea, yeah? and she's been in business for almost thirty years. And mm-hmm. she has employees that have been with her for twenty-eight years, six years, twelve years, which feels so rare today when people are very tourism's thought of as a very seasonal job and mm-hmm. you have people coming and going. So it feels like the experiences we've had have been very like family. It feels like we have been just invited to families' homes and businesses the yeah. entire time we've been mm-hmm. here.
3: Well, and almost all of our businesses up here, our family owned and operated. Because of the seasonality of them all, uh, that, that's how it's always been up here in Door County. And if, if you don't have the flexibility of, you know, limited income in that winter season, uh, you just, you won't make it, right? It's just, that's just how it is up here. And so uh, you have these families that are, have that ability and can do that and can plan appropriately. And then that's, you know, in a lot of cases stays in their family. And that pride gets passed down from generation to generation. And so you'll have kids that, you know, maybe came here as little ones and grew up here with their family and their grandparents or whatever. and, And they played with the little kid of the owner of the place when they are here, and now they're all growing up and they have kids of their own. It's just some of these stories that you hear from some of the businesses up here are really heartwarming, and uh, I think that's part of what makes people love coming back to Door County is the some of the traditions that they have.
0: Yeah, well, one of the things that I've taken away, Erica, from your show is that uh, oftentimes the best tourism destinations are places that you yourself, me, myself as a visitor or the visitor, you know, the royal visitor, would want to live. And you kind of develop that uh, understanding by looking at and studying the actual Mm residents. So it's really cool on this trip when we're able to peer behind not only some of the more traditional tourism-oriented businesses that you see around here, but also the commercial fishing business. There's also major shipbuilding here. I mean, we're talking about some of the largest vessels Constructed in America, are constructed right here in the Door Peninsula, Mm -hmm. as well as Marine Travel Lift, which makes the iconic uh, machines that lift boats and even very large vessels out of the water for maintenance and storage, all right here. And I think it was really excellent to get to meet uh, the not only the the owners and kind of some of the senior people at these companies, but also the the people who work there. I mean, these are this is what I'm like. These are the real Mm-hmm. Door, this is the real Dora County that we got to see in a way mm-hmm. and I, I just think it's great to bring that to the fore and in talking to some of these people they're excited to share with tourists what they're up to mm-hmm. uh, And so I just I think that there really is an innovation happening in pulling back that curtain yeah what describe that
3: carry carry on that thought are you are you what's your motivation to do yeah, that yeah so you know as you've gotten to know a few people and talk to them we those of us that live here have an immense pride for this place this peninsula is very special to us and we're we're proud of it and we like to share that with other people and I think all the people that you've come in contact with thus far, I think that's come through. And that's one of the things that we feel is such an important aspect of who we are as a place is that pride. And whether it's for visitors or or not, that's just, we're all, we love this place or none of us would be here, right? We're a, a, a cul-de-sac in the middle of Lake Michigan, <laughs> one way in, one way out, so to speak. Uh, but we all have this immense pride for where we live and we love sharing it with people. Uh, obviously, the tourism industry has been here, uh, forever. Our organization has been around officially since 1891, unofficially since 1884. Um, and so that, that concept of businesses from around the county coming together, uh, has been here for, for generations. And, uh, and I think we just, it's, it helps make it such a special spot.
1: And so when we're talking about like you, there's pride and you're, you know, people here love sharing it, um, sharing this destination. What was it like sharing this destination during the pandemic? You know, you have a tourism organization and communities have been doing this for hundreds of years, but the pandemic switched up everything for everybody. So I'm sure it impacted you all here, too. right? Yeah,
3: it's certainly there were some challenges and there were challenges all over the industry. But, you know, um, we have so many outdoor recreation opportunities up here that, um, you know, we were a place that people came um, because they felt safe and they felt comfortable and yeah there was there were some issues in terms of like people you know um, just making sure because nobody knew at the time like well do i need to be six feet apart from somebody or is it three year uh, but everybody you know we we're entrepreneurs up here in door county if you can't figure something out you're not going to make it so what did we do during the pandemic we figured it out we moved a lot of stuff outside Um, We'd seen a trend of outdoor stuff, particularly dining, that people love sitting outside here in the summertime because it's fabulous out. And so uh, it just like really ramped up that whole phase. And there was a lot more seating that happened outside uh, to make people safe and comfortable and to deal with the folks that were here, make sure that they had a good experience. Um, and you know we we got through it, and yeah, there was some uneasy times because people just again didn't know what was going right. to happen. But there's so much outdoor space here uh, that it it worked. And we were down a little bit that year, but compared to a lot of places around the country, we were very fortunate. And we did not lose hardly any of our businesses that had to go out of business because of that.
1: Yeah, and on the American Shoreline Podcast Network, I remember listening to other episodes during this time and seeing other hosts on LinkedIn. Um, that everybody, your favorite, I, I, everyone knows I love LinkedIn. Um, that everybody was flocking to shorelines. Yeah. And I know that I'm on the Oregon coast, uh, for a while, it felt like uh, they're only coming to the Oregon coast, right? This is our problem. And I was like, we are, you know, the most special place on earth. <laughs> um, but they're also flocking to the Jersey Shore and they're flocking yeah. to the lakes. And we're seeing that all over. Um, I also just wanted to do a quick throwback to let's just take a moment. Um, when we were trying to do the six feet apart, this is, I think, the most American thing that happened. Any European, any but non-American listening, that we already have a crazy metric system. Like we already have a crazy measurement <laughs> in the United States. Mm-hmm. And then to top it all off, a lot of tourism organizations were like, stand one cow's length apart. Stand, <laughs> stand one, you know, six whitefish apart. And and people are like, now I get it. Yeah, you- <laughs> I think
3: I think we were uh, twenty-seven cheese curds apart. <laughs> That's what it was up here.
1: So <laughs> yes, I just wanted to <laughs> just remind us of those days. <laughs>
0: well, those were yeah. those were some challenging times, and mm-hmm. uh, I think that one of the things that that pandemic did for all of us is it kind of served as a a reset of our kind of social consciousness about our communities and our relationship with our families and. Our, our, our cities and our communities, and in the case of Door County, I, I imagine peninsula-wide, there was mm-hmm. a, a reassessment. And one of the things that we were talking about in the car earlier today is that there is kind of a new shift towards sustainability and what tourism means to the county going forward. Um, what, to talk about that a little bit and, and how uh, sustainability in particular is important.
3: Yeah, so, you know, being a, the place that we are with all the natural beauty and a lot of the, uh, some, some very rare things up here when it comes to plants or, or critters. Um, we've recognized that for a long time. And back in 2017, 2018, as an organization, as the destination marketing and management management organization, we realized that we needed to, we wanted to up our game in that regard. So uh, for our, Three year strategic plan uh, that was going to run 2020 to 2022. We actually included some things uh, related to sustainability. So we formed a partnership with Leave No Trace Center for Outdoor Ethics. Um, We started something called the Door County Pledge. Uh, All those, and, and we did some other things internally and in the county. We started something called Leave No Trace Tuesdays, which is a local thing that we, it's like a mixer. Um, And it gets us outside to clean up a park or something like that uh, and spruce up an area, an outdoor space. But um, we realized that we we needed to go down that road because we wanted to educate our visitors before they got here about what our expectations are of them when they come and visit us. Uh, Not in a mean way. We obviously needed to, to word things carefully, but to understand, help them understand that they're coming to our home. And we want to make sure that our home is around not only for our kids and our grandkids, but for their kids and their grandkids when they want to come back here to visit. Um, and so, some of the things that we did with the Door County Pledge is one example very simple things, but if everybody could do them, um, you know, pick your trash up, stay on the trails if you're out hiking. Uh, You know, if you're having a campfire, make sure that it's put out before you go to bed. You know, again, very basic things, but if everybody could do them, it would just make things so much better and it would just help sustain what we have here in Door County.
1: Amen. 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 Mm -hmm. I talk about this so much. I love a good pledge. And I think of destination pledges in two ways one is if a guest comes over to your house as the host you say like welcome to my home please take your shoes off yeah or welcome to my home you can keep your shoes on you just set the expectation Mm -hmm. it's not rude yeah and if they don't know then they're gonna walk in with their shoes on and you're you know then you're like your whole household's like now our floor is dirty because of your guest Mm -hmm. um so sometimes i think of a pledge that way and i also sometimes think of it as a warning label. So I think in the United States we have warning labels like caution, coffee is hot, caution don't, you know, fold up your kid in the stroller. And when you see those warning labels, you're like, I know something happened here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like someone drank the hot coffee and sued <laughs> McDonald's or whatever. So sometimes I see that, like, wow, I, they're probably dealing with some over-tourism or just some some high impact. So mm-hmm. I loved, I signed your pledge mm-hmm. right away.
3: Thank you. Yes. Thank um, you. I would encourage
1: everybody to go yes. and check out the the Dora County pledge at doracounty.com. And one of the things I thought was, it, it's all very unique, but... um. The wording on one of these says, I will follow the trails and paths, letting only my mind wander. Nailed it. I think tourism organizations are so good at using human psychology. So... Can't tell people what not to do because that makes them mad, and they say, How dare you? You're so rude. But we're trying to give information in an inspiring way. Yeah. So, how hard mm-hmm. was it crafting some of that language? I mean,
3: there certainly we workshopped it, <laughs> you know, <laughs> uh, but I think it really worked out well, and our team did an amazing job at, 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 at uh, crafting language that I think was. Um, was inspiring, hopefully, to, to our visitors, and again, to set the table. But the other thing that th- this did, and this comes from a tourism management side, is it helped our residents. There's about 30,000 of us that live here year-round in Door County only. Um, it helped to tell our residents that we cared about where they live, where we live. And it shows that um, that we're telling our visitors, look, you, you are welcome here. We want We want you to come and enjoy yourselves here. But you're right take your shoes off or leave them on or whatever but here's here's how we would expect you to act while you're here in our home um and since tourism has been around here for so long anybody that's here understands that tourism is what door county does (laughs) you know there's some other things but it's 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 certainly not a surprise to anyone and, uh, and so much of what we have for our residents is because of visitors. When you look at all the parks that we have, the restaurants, all the different things that we have, if it weren't for our visitors, our residents would have hardly any of those things. Uh, and I think sometimes when you live in a place like this, it's a little easy to forget some of that stuff because it takes you a little longer to take a left-hand turn on a summer weekend, right? Um, but that's just how it is. And so we try to use some language, uh, Destinations International came out with tourism lexicon that we have tried to utilize because it's a great way on the psychological aspect of language uh, on how to use words that really impact people. And, uh, and that's worked out very well for us. And I think it's it's helped what we have said be a little bit more meaningful.
0: You know, Erica, uh, another show that you did, um, I think this might have been with Jeremy Sampson, um, but it was about this notion of the invisible burden uh, that tourism can create, meaning you know, we're out having a good time, we're having drinks on the beach, we're sailing. It, we don't oftentimes think about the impact of our uh, vacation activities on not only the local community, but the, the the broader ecosystem of humanity and nature and the whole thing. And one of the things that, things that I think is really innovative about what's happening right now in tourism and that uh, Destination Door County is leaning into is that we are uh, we are not only just setting expectations, we are establishing a new dynamic where the tourism entity prom- that historically was 100%, I mean, more or less, 100% promotion, come stay here, come see this. Now we're saying, come experience this in this way. This is who we are. And I think that that's actually a better pitch in many respects. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I'm sure that there was a time, you know, there's a time for everything. But in this modern era, it seems to be more appealing to me anyway to want to go to a place where there's a pride in the local culture of who they are. And I I really, uh, you know, I'm picking that up here in that in the people that I talk to is that there is, Door County has a proud cultural heritage and tradition which is one of the reasons why this maritime tour is so important it's it's Mm -hmm. it 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 has been at times maybe the major economic feature of of the county at times in history I don't know if it still is but I, I think that that's really wonderful to lean into I would love to get both of your thoughts on that
1: yeah, I think I think one is, because um, I have this conversation a lot, because I'm a destination management person. Mm-hmm. I love management. Like I'm like, let's talk about the septic systems. What's the trash situation here? People are like, whoa, who invited her to the party? <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm like, shoes on or off? <laughs> 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 um, but that being said, I have to be reminded that a lot of times tourism has traditionally and historically been funded by hotels that were willing to tax themselves to have an organization market to bring people to their town to stay and fill those hotel rooms. And so there is, and I don't know what the history is in Door County, but in most destinations, I think it has to do with the hotels that said, we will tax ourselves for you to market. And there's this shift right now, right? Like people are like, what's the future of tourism? How do we reset? And it's, I think it's like this hard question of, how can we think even bigger than just the hotels? How do we think about the commercial fishermen who need to provide that fish to all these restaurants, um, but maybe they need support in different ways because now the visitor is disconnected from the commercial fishermen where they can see all the reviews for the hotel and they can take a virtual tour of it. Um, so, yeah, I think it's becoming like this. What is the future of tourism? How do we move it historically from marketing or heads and beds to putting the money locally to understanding the importance with the commercial fishermen and, and farmers. Mm-hmm. So I don't and,
3: know. You know, I think what we have to do in our industry, I say we as in destination marketing and management, is we have to start thinking more holistically. Uh, that really focuses on all aspects of a place, not just on one or two things. And so that also, and I won't go down this rabbit hole too much, but that comes to goals and objectives for organizations like ours have to change. Ah, uh, they can't just be about numbers and about more. It has to be about well, why, and how are we going to get there in a responsible way knowing that we we can't just we have to be concerned about our pocketbooks next year but we also have to be concerned about them 10 years from now and 20 years from now and 50 years from now and if we're not and I think a lot of D- DMOs were we're not necessarily thinking that way I think we're seeing a shift around the country now that they're starting to realize that we have to if we want to survive and evolve or die right yeah. uh-huh. um our organization is on our 8th name Since we started in 1884, Um, we have shifted here and there over the years. Uh, We just shifted again pretty majorly this year. We were a membership dues-based organization, and as of the 1st of May, we are no longer Um, we shifted away from a, a, to a non dues partnership model. It's going to be a lot more inclusive. It's going to allow us to do things that we haven't been able to do before because we don't have to worry about, are they a member? Can we talk about them or not? Um, and I just think that's going to be better for everybody as well. So again, we have to evolve or we will not be here. At, at some point down the road if we don't.
1: And so I have to ask, mm-hmm. because I think this is really what can help you evolve and choose those objectives and those goals, is who sits on your board? What what industries do they represent?
3: So we try to be, again, holistic. Nice. So we have some innkeepers, of course, uh, but we have retail, restaurants, Uh, we have our county board executive Uh, we've got we we really do try to and not only uh, industry has to be different but we also for us have to manage um, geographically in the county we have to have southern door county representation southern you know central uh, Washington Island has to be represented on our board so there's a lot of moving parts to how we figure out who our board of directors is but we find that to be very important to make sure we're getting an accurate sample of all the players and all of our stakeholders throughout the whole county
1: and i think that's how we'll see a change again Mm -hmm. going back to historically when it was all hoteliers it was hoteliers sitting on the boards right Mm -hmm. so by moving away from membership dues by having a diverse board you can really start moving into this really exciting future
0: yeah so uh ladies and gentlemen uh this is why even if you do not uh work in the coastal uh, tourism space which we cover on the american shoreline Mm -hmm. podcast network precisely for this reason Because we are all interconnected. So if you, say, work in ports, shipping, or waterways, or you work in the local government, or you have an engineering firm that works on the beaches and dune system, get in touch with your local destination management organization and talk about how you can become involved in telling the story of your place where you live and work. And that's one of the things we got to do on this trip in meeting uh, several of these businesses. But I'm going to go back to the... The commercial fishery at Bailey's Harbor Fishing Company, uh, because we got to go out and actually experience the process. We got we we got a story today in our meal that started at at five a.m. when we went to the dock. We went on board. We had conversations with the fishermen. We got to s- realize that their fan, their brother, the the captain and and one of the deckhands are brothers. And wait, should
1: I tell that really cute story? Really please funny. do,
0: please do. It's a great story.
1: Okay. If they're listening to this, I'm sorry, but you told me, and it was so charming. So, the owner, we'll just leave it at the owner. Um, he was driving our boat today, and his younger brother was helping Todd. out. Todd. Okay, it's Todd and Tate. You're called out. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, older brother, younger brother duo. And so, kind of at the end of the trip, I was like, Tate, I love your jacket. I love Grund. I love the brand Grundon's. Sponsor me Grundens. <laughs> and he was like, Yeah. He's like, Yeah, that's good. Yeah, my, you know, my brother has the same one. And, they all, I mean, let's be honest, they were all wearing similar outfits. They're commercial fishermen. I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, that's great. And they were like, yeah, actually, um, uh, the other night we showed up to some kind of work function and they were both wearing the same exact flannel their mom had given them for Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody yeah. was giving them a hard time about it. But anyways, just that's a cute story. That's
0: super relatable and hilarious. <laughs> uh, but, you know, the, my point is that uh, that is a really compelling narrative to uh, sell to a to, that sells the community. Mm-hmm. Um, it involves telling the story of uh, the food that is coming from the waters right here and ends up on our plate later that day but it's really a story also about the people that made that happen and about the economy and the connections between a product, how that product became processed and how it became, went from, you know, the processing place over to the restaurant and how it was ultimately prepared by other people. And, you know, that is ultimately the kind of thing that I dig and I want to go and experience as a guest, as opposed to, you know, going to some, you know, nameless uh, coastal resort and sitting on, you know, one in a million places with a beach, with one in a million uh, pools that with a nice view. I'm not getting the story. There. Yeah. And so I, I, I just think that there's some, there's like a higher and better use here that this brings people together. This brings businesses together mm-hmm. and stitches together new ways of us thinking about how we are connected, which is ultimately the game, I guess. I mean, if, if we, we all live, <laughs> you know, if I'm going to a community to visit, I'm ultimately choosing that community, choosing that destination, not only for its natural, pristine beauty, of course. Because of the people, because of the culture that I want to go experience. And Door
1: County has it. Yeah. Like, let me just, like, spoiler alert Mm. Door County has it. I think.
0: (laughs) In spades.
1: Yeah. I think Todd said today that it's like 80% of the fish caught actually stay in this region now. Partially due to the fact that Sturgeon Bay has more tourism that has that, mm. that demand, um, and that's not the case. And I think anybody that listens to our podcast network knows that we've got a lot of problems with supply chains, and we're shipping, we're exporting and importing the same amount of food, the same type of food, but Door County's got it. They've got the food, they've got the people, they've got the experiences to truly really give you the authentic experience.
3: Yeah, it's uh, it's a special place. I think because we're we're big enough, we're 70 miles long approximately and anywhere from about 18 miles wide at the southern portion of the peninsula narrows up to about two miles at the tip before you go over to Washington Island. Um, it's, it's big enough that we have multiple different experiences that you can do. Um, we're made up of 19 different municipalities or different communities that come together to actually pool the room tax that is collected, in each one of those uh, to, to, to promote ourselves as one place. Door County. Um, and there's not a lot of places you hear as a county that's marketing itself successfully. Um, but we're uh, partially because of our geography and the fact that we're surrounded by water, and you can see us from the space station. Um, <laughs> that it's easy to sell ourselves as one place uh, and it, as Door County. And it's worked out well for 140 years that almost. That was a
1: cool, very cool flex.
3: <laughs> <laughs> you can see it from space. It really is. I mean, just
1: I'll leave that there. <laughs> uh,
0: you know, I I have to say the closest thing that you know what I'm reminded of are kind of island communities. I realize yeah. that, that Door County is uh, a peninsula. Um, Thirty four named islands, though, as well. That's true. Lots yeah. of islands mm-hmm. in in the county, um, but really for a peninsula, it has the vibe of an island uh, yeah. there is a sense that hey we are in this together mm-hmm. that we are uh, kind of isolated a little bit um you know you are surrounded by three sides of by water so there is a an actual degree of being surrounded um and that you know that fourth side just, kind of disappears in the mind i mean it it kind of just falls off
3: Mm -hmm. it's a really fun vibe all year in the summer especially with the you know warmer weather and all sorts of water activities boating is extremely popular up here we've got 53 public beaches along the coast um and just a lot of really great park spaces we've been Blast last, we've got Wisconsin's oldest private nature preserve, actually not far from where we are right now, a place called the Ridges Sanctuary, began in 1937. Um, and I think we've got probably close to 25,000 acres now that have been protected in this peninsula. Um, and for a, a small place, I think we're 492 square miles. There's a lot of public property uh, and public space that's available that will always be here for our visitors and our residents. Um, and we've seen in the last decade, decade and a half, uh, a push to make even more. Uh, that's been really reassuring and really encouraging, I think, for, for, for those who have been up here for a long time. Um, one of our villages, Sister Bay, kind of got the ball rolling when they bought a waterfront resort that was closing. Uh, and they bought it for, I mean, this is like a community of less than a thousand people that spent a couple million dollars on a place so they could expand their waterfront downtown park. Uh, and that example really kind of trickled down to many of our other municipalities, uh, and it's been great to see so much more public space open up, parks expand, um, and just more public access to the waterfront.
0: You know, this is one example where I'm glad that uh, y'all are not an island. I hope that this trickles down all around the American shoreline. It would be nice, yeah. This This is a major, uh, well, I think it's fair to say, ladies and gentlemen, that Around most of the American shoreline, the trends that we are seeing are increased privatization. uh, That public, uh, the public's ability to acquire high-value coastal property that has a tremendous taxing advantage for local businesses is very difficult. Yet here in Door County, we see that we started with one example, Mm. and it's caught on and it's spreading and it's actually you know when you go and you see these facilities and these beaches right in the middle of these quaint little i mean the if you haven't been to door county or up into this region ladies and gentlemen think of the main coast that's what i think of i think of like the new england vibe imagine that with these beautiful little villages and nice little public beaches that are brand new this this is these are brand new features to the community
1: and a sprinkle of scandinavia
0: a little sprinkle of
3: Scandinavia too. Actually, ahead. a little more than a sprinkle. <laughs>
1: <laughs> a lot of <laughs> yeah.
3: But yeah, it, it is. It is really special, and I think that's one of the reasons why those of us that live here continue to be really proud of where we live, and those that visit uh, are really impressed with where. Not only are the features and the you know the amenities, but again, it comes back to the people, right? And it's how proud we are, and the stories that we tell, and how hospitable I think that we are. Um, and that just add, you add all that up and it just makes for a really memorable, magical place to come and get away. Yeah, I think it no question.
1: I think it kind of ties back to, to what we started with at the beginning of the generations. Like I see second generation, fourth generation on some of these things that have Mm -hmm. been donated or, um, is that I love that it seems like your community is thinking about the next generation and the next generation. And because of that, they're willing to make long-term investments, like buying these resorts for millions of dollars, because they're thinking of those future generations in ways that I don't think is that common anymore. You know, people are thinking about the dollar right now and, my business decision right now, and I love how you said not only for your kids who live here and in future generations, but for the visitor, for their kids mm-hmm. and grandkids. So,
3: yeah, and I say that because of the historical aspect of how many families have been coming up here for forever and ever. So, but it's it's totally true, and and uh, and we love that. You know, it's like when when families come back here, it's like they're meeting family again, and they oh, how are you? How are the kids? It's not like you know what room am I in. Um, you know, and it's really reassuring and it's just, it's, it's fun to hear that.
1: Yeah. Well, you know? thank you so much. You know, it has been great talking with you. I love talking with other destination management, marketing organizations. I totally geek out, could talk about it for hours, <laughs> but I feel like we've just learned so much more about your commercial fishermen today and in, in real life and experience, um, but also your dedication to sustainability and the way that a DMO is evolving to meet the needs of your communities. And again, the future generations.
0: And I would add to that that uh, other communities around the American shoreline, uh, virtually all of which have a robust uh, tourism economy, uh, should come come here and learn. Uh, it, enjoy yourself, of course. You'll find it hard not to. But uh, and drink some of the fine beers and, and have some wonderful cheese curds and do the whole thing. Have some white fish, do a boil. But uh, also note the... The as Erica you pointed out note the culture note the willingness to invest in the community that's really where the desirability comes from this is a community that has invested in itself uh, distinct communities that act as one Mm -hmm. and that is something that is truly unique and something that I think we could all learn from
3: yeah we're uh, we're very proud of it and we've still got a lot of work to do Uh, the job is never done but uh, we've got a stay positive and and, uh, we're just fortunate to be in a great place and it was a pleasure having you both up here and really enjoyed talking to you both and uh, let's do it again sometime Absolutely, well thank you so much (laughs)